Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz. And the Night Rider. Alright, and welcome back to another episode. This week we are having our Halloween special, but first and foremost... <laughs> that's right. But first and foremost we have some um, exciting news to report um, from our dear friends at... Uh, Machina Corpse. Mm-hmm. And tell us about... Machina Corpse Unearthed. Well, that's their project. Um, I'm reading from their official Kickstarter thing. Uh, Machina Corpse, a spooky comic book publisher created by Chandra Free and Steven Iman, helped launch our company and fund our debut comic. And as of today of recording, they are funded. Um, well, they all have... or nothing, this project will be only be funded if it reaches its goal by Wednesday, October 30th. And, and here are the results. They're looking for a 6200 goal. They are officially funded with $6,521. So congratulations to them. Um, 134 backers, and yet they have 70 hours to go. So if you guys out there, if you love anything that's spooky and the macabre, please go fund these, uh, fund them. Uh, please go fund them. They're really great. They're uh, friends of the show. Uh, we wish them the best of luck and everything like that. We're so uh, pleased that their project has been kickstarted and has been funded and has reached its goals. And I hope um, we can see a lot of projects coming from them sometime soon. So, like, once again, uh, congratulations. Congratulations. Yes. Okay. And um, besides that, we are going to get to the main topic of our uh, podcast today. Since this, uh, Halloween is just around the corner and today is our Halloween special, we are going to look into three famous ghouls of, of uh, the Halloween scene, or you can say, um, that they are related to one another in a very unique way. And they are Morticia Adams, Vampyra, and Elvira. Mm. So, um, so, Knight Rider, uh, do you know any of the three? Well, I do know Morticia Adams, and I also know Elvira, ha ha ha. Um, I think I only know a little bit about Vampyra. Mm-hmm. You know, considering, you know, the, the TV from the 50s, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really into it, except if you're a fan of the Monsters or something. Well, that's like 60s or stuff. Right. But I know I've, I've seen her in some points in my childhood, so I'm not I'm not like, I have no idea who she is. No, I kind of I have an idea of who she was. But not like a full extent? No, because okay. once again, I went to Kaiju Monsters. <laughs> that's all right. Okay, so today um, we're going to dive into all three and see how they are connected. So first things first, a little history lesson on each character. So let's start with Morticia Adams. Morticia Adams was created by uh, Charles Adams uh, for The New Yorker, the cartoonist Charles Adams uh, for The New Yorker back in the 1930s. Morticia, and a funny, and, uh, um, a funny fun fact, Morticia was never called Morticia in the comic strips in The New Yorker. To be honest, she never had any. Nor did Gomez or Wednesday or Pugsley or Lurch or. They were just there to provide uh, uh, clever wit. Yeah, clever wit, funny little thingies, um, which is funny. Um, and it, uh, but here's the thing: what Morticia brought to the, the to the three uh, was the fact that she was different from cartoon strips of women at the time. She was more dark, gothic, 
um, had this tone, this uh, sense of tone um, that she was uh, very intelligent, very smart, but yet very um, control and not really show a lot of emotion um, between Gomez and Morticia. Morticia was the, uh, you can say, she was the head of the family. Even though she was married to Gomez, it was always Morticia, the one that was just running the show. And Gomez just went along with it. Even though... Well, he went along with it gleefully. He made it showed in the TV shows. Oh, yeah, they the showed on that, yeah. Um, even in the comments. But it was always Morticia. She was um, the real head of the family. As um, Charles Adams said uh, in an interview, uh, the real head of the family, Morticia Adams, low voice, inclusive, and, and subtle. She, uh, smiles are rare, ruined beauty. Um, she was very uh, original with a feisty family, with a fierce family loyalty. Even in disposition, muddled, witty, sometimes dreary, giving uh, to low-key raspities about the garden of the deadly nightshades, herbivores, and dwarves. So she was. So even Charles Adams himself said that she was the head of the family. So now, wondering how is she related to the other two characters? Here's how. We'll start with who? Vampira. Here's why. See, uh, Charles Adams introduced. Like I said, Charles Adams introduced the uh, the Adams back in the 1930s. During this time, the Adams had a great run um, in the uh, New Yorker, and around 19, about 1953, uh, a very famous actress went to a party for Bella Lugosi Jr.'s son birthday party. And this actress was, um, sorry if I butcher her name, because she is Finnish-American, and her name is... Uh, Myla Nurmi. Yes. Well, her, her, her birth name is uh, uh, Myla Elizabeth uh, Sirjaniemi. Yeah, so, like I said, sorry if we butchered her name. But she went by... Myla Nurmi. Myla Nurmi, yes. Uh, Myla Nurmi was at a party that was for the birthday of uh, Bela Lugosi's son. And this was in 1953. Or earlier than that. Um, and she appeared dressed up as Morticia Adams. But in a very uh, sexual way. Was this, that... Well, I'm just saying, was that like the norm of... It wasn't the norm at the time, so... Uh, no, it wasn't at the norm at the time. They asked at the party, oh, who you were going as? It's like, oh, Morticia. Dressed up as Morticia Adams. She didn't look like Morticia Adams. She looked completely different. But it caught the attention to a couple of the big wigs um, at ABC. And they said, how would you like to have a show? So, in 1953, 
1954, no, of April 30th of 1954, the Vampire Show was first aired on ABC television. Um, the main studio, the, the main show was uh, filmed and aired from LA ABC, uh, television affiliate KABC TV, from April of 1930, a- April 30th, 1954. To April 2nd, 1955, an entire year. Oh, excuse me. That's all right. <coughs> and here's the thing um, if you ever watch the show, which it's kind of really hard to find now to see, but if you do get lucky, um, um, it was interesting. Because the opening of her show was basically like this. Picture this. Pitch black. You see nothing. The camera slowly moves to the right. Until you see this corridor. And then you see candles light up. Lit candles. Then you see a little bit of mist coming through. And then you see like a shadowy figure coming from the shadows. Coming from the long corridor, you see this, um, you see this woman, jet black hair, black dress, walking slowly, all the way up into the front of the camera, camera pans up to her face, she gives this horrific scream like if she was going to die, then smiles and laughs and says, screaming always, Screaming helps me calm my nerves. And that was every intro to the Vampire Show. For an entire year, Vampire showed a lot of uh, horror films, or lesser known horror films at the time. Um, uh, Not only that, but um, a lot of people also said too that she that the character had this demeanor and tone of uh, like the evil queen from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and the dragon lady character from Terry and the Pirates comic strips um, besides the um, Mortish Adams so a lot of great things about this was with Vampyra was she was this you know, dark, spooky woman who would come once a week, shows horror movies, and did everything. She was like a precursor to a lot of what our next person did. Um, and it was interesting. Sadly to say, though, despite um, the popularity of the show, the show was canceled in 1955. Um, due to the fact that ABC wanted to buy the rights of the Vampire character off of uh, Numari. Normie? Normie, thank you. Um, what did she say, no? She said no, and they canceled the show. Mm-hmm. We never got to see Vampire again until um, Ed Wood's uh, Planet Nine from Outer Space, where she actually dressed up as Vampire, as, a, as herself. Um, the thing was in that film, she didn't really talk. Uh, no. 
she thought no it was because she read the script that Edward gave her she said quote unquote the dialogue was cheesy and awful Vampire would have never said anything like this so she went and asked Ed look can I just do my part but not say a word and Wood said of course why not and that's how she and that's what she did the entire movie Hmm. Um, yeah, and Vampire, Vampire was, she, you can say she was the precursor to a lot of the horror type shows or the host, horror, uh, horror type host or hostesses, because um, she was different. This is because when she was on television, this is when television was barely in its infancy. So she was kind of like a trendsetter of her own. Yeah, but I guess at the same time it could be labeled as... Well, I wouldn't say pornography, but, you know, back in those days it's like, whoa, you know? Was it scandalous? It it was scandalous to the point because when she looked at the television... When you looked at Vampire when she was doing her show, when she was giving her monologues and everything else, um... She had this, um, as as uh, she said it herself, I would always look into the camera, like if I was looking at you, like I was commanding you to watch me, like she was literally looking like she was hypnotizing you with just her sheer raw power of her, of her look and her voice, and she never once looked away from the camera unless she needed to blow out the candles to set the tone. Other than that, the majority of the time, she was always looking at the camera. And she was demanding your attention. And, but she never asked for it. People fell under that spell. And obviously, what, uh, I think it was still McCarthyism and conservatism and the Bible come into play, you know, complaints, I'm assuming. It wasn't that. It was more of... Um, a lot of the male uh, demographic, um, when they say, when they asked, "Why do you watch the vampire show?" they all said the same thing. She puts me under this spell every time she talks, every time she looks at the looks at back, you know, look in the camera. It's like she's just telling me to keep watching her without telling me to keep watching her. So I guess. That trick is supposedly still in use today, except it doesn't have as much effect as back then. Correct. Now. I guess we know better now. <laughs> in a way. Now. Let's fast forward 10 years. 1964. ABC, once again, decided to put the Adams Family in television. And the first actress to play Morticia Adams was Carolyn Jones, who did a phenomenal job playing as Morticia Adams. Um, and this was, and the show was ten years prior to after the Vampire Show. So we have Morticia Adams, kind of being the creative force that went on to help create Vampire. Vampire was the creative force and a pioneer for this 
ghoulish, macabre type of character to be on television. Ten years later, we have Morticia Adams on television. Yeah, well, that show's campy. It, it was campy, but it was a good way, and it, it and it wasn't like really. It wasn't meant to be all you know, pig factions and forces and death and that and everything. That didn't happen until the eighties. Um, not even that. Um, but she did, but she delivered like. She kind of delivered like this. This Morticia that you know what? Yeah, she's relatable. She does. She she does look like the hierarchy of the family. She is the head of the family, but in her own way, immature. And uh, Caroline Jones, she does a great job being Morticia for the two seasons. Um, before the show got canceled, two years later, and there was only two words I have to say that. The reason why it was canceled mm-hmm. color TV oh yes they look great in black and white but uh, what about the costumes or whatever that they had to use to will that look good in color no not only that but also too color TV was still a new thing and everybody was just mesmerized with it so they couldn't make the jump from uh, black and white to color until years later and um, just like how uh, silent film stars were losing the edge to talkies exactly um, the only one who kind of won that out until modern times was Charlie Chaplin mm-hmm. but yeah but um, but still uh, Carolyn Jones was phenomenal as Morticia now let's fast forward to the 80s um, during this time in the 80s, there was talks that they were going to reintroduce Vampira to a new generation of viewers. Uh, but there were, to- but the talks of Vampira coming back on television didn't go through due, due to creative differences. And so, well, wait, who needed- was in charge of trying to do that? It wasn't ABC again, was it? Sadly, yes, I think. Um, That's like what? Two for two, they failed? In a sense, kind of in a way. Um, but um, but uh, like I said, there was uh, creative differences. Things weren't going great, and um, she, uh, she decided to drop out. So now they're like, okay, now we kind of had this whole thing where. Uh, we were gonna have Vampire back on television and everything like that. So who are we? Who or what are we gonna do? Lo and behold, we have Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, in other words, uh, not just Elvira, but Cassandra Peterson. Um, she. They took everything from the Vampire character. And did their own spin to it. Um, and the thing was, with with Elvira, she put like this, uh, like this beautiful dress, like this beautiful look. It looks just like Vampira, but just gave her an '80s look with the with the beehive with the beehive hair, um, the attitude, the look. 
most notably the cleavage. Yeah. It was a time of excess. Yes, her uh, assets. Mm -hmm. Um, But not only that, but she also had like this valley girl type talk and a quick wit personality. You know? Um, There's a saying um, she had a tongue that was sharp as a knife. She was quick wit, funny. Um, spoke on, spoke freely about stuff, and just popularity just blew up. You know, when we were younger, we both stood up, stayed up to watch Elvira. Um, and it well, was not the, just her, but you know the 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 B flick supposed horror movies of yesteryear. You know, yeah, you know, and uh, the show that the show that became that made her famous was uh, Elvira's movie Macabre. And that was just um, a, a, a huge thing of our childhood. Like I said, we grew up watching it. Um, it was on for five seasons, which surprised the heck out of me. Because I didn't know there was five seasons. I thought it was just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. Um, yeah. And then she made the movie. Yeah, out of the three, I think she she became the most popular one. Um, she had movies, video games, pinball machines, posters, uh, Coors Light commercials, mugs, root beer commercials. She was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Um, Knox Berry Farm uh, theme park. They had... Uh, she was the host whenever they did the Halloween specials over there. Um comics, everything, and she had a nickname called Mistress of All Media because she was all over the place, you know, and um, even her film, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, that came out in 88 that year, that decade, Um, yeah, and the thing was, Elvira, uh, Elvira's movie Macabre started in September of 81, and it didn't end until... Um, June, uh, June of '86. So, and it was. They did bring back the show again. Um. In uh, 2010, for a total of 21 episodes, from September of 2010 all the way up to May 2011. Um. And then again, they had this whole new thing where she did on Hulu uh, three years later in 2014. Um, it was called The 13 Nights of Elvira. I remember uh-huh. watching those. They were funny. It was great. Uh-huh. Yeah, you had a class, horrible classics like Onyx Toys, <laughs> Doll Man, uh, Shrunken Heads, The Evil Bong. And you had also classics like Night of the Living Dead. Which Night of the Living Dead? The original Night of the Living Dead. Okay. And then you had just weird, crazy ones that just don't make sense, but yet you just can't help but watch because they were so horrible, like Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungles of Death. Hmm. And the Ginger Dead Man. No, I know the Ginger Dead Man was pretty... Like, it was okay. The it was premise like, was stupid, though, the Ginger Yeah, it, it's just... Yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah. Now here's the thing. 
now you're wondering how are these three related? Besides their looks. They have similar looks. They have similar looks. It was basically one influenced the other and it influenced the other to become greater and kept going and going and going. They influenced, they just basically just um I wouldn't say piggyback, but I would say more just Sounds symbiotic. Yeah. No, they like they, one feeds the other and, and it feeds the other. But you know, right now it's Elvira. But yeah. that but we're still looking back. Yeah. She makes us look back, like, oh you know, if they there's new fans of the Adams family movie that showed up, they'll probably be like, Hey, this girl's just a you know, big breasted Morticia Adams and they do their research and they look back. Yeah. So what you know, symbiotic. They're Yeah. And then um fast forward from the eighties into the nineties and then we had the great Angelica Houston did her portrayal of Morticia Adams and then and the Adams family movies. Uh the 1991 and the 93 films mm. which a lot of people said that that was the um, pinnacle the pinnacle the the, like the best Adams. the best representation of the Adams family as a whole yeah so they would say Angelica Houston was one Carolyn Jones was two mm. it will always be that those two would flip flop depending on who who you talk to who's, who's an Adams family fan huh? um and then even though uh, even though we have uh, Charisse Theron uh, voicing Morticia in the new Adam Family film that just came out earlier this month um, and they're basing that one off of the Charles Adams um, New Yorker um, Adams Family um, it would Angelica Houston will always be like the top one it would, it would be either one or two like I said it depended on between Houston and Jones See, um, so yeah, all three of these, all three of these people, all three of these characters, you know, feed off of one another, but in a positive way, not in a negative way. You know, Morticia. You can't know one without the other two. Yes. You know, you have Morticia-inspired vampire. Vampire took what Morticia had, put her own spin on it, and was a trend center and paved the way for Morticia to be on television. And then we had um, Elvira coming in, I think, at the most perfect time, the beginning of the 80s, and just ran with it. And she's still running with it to this day. You know, and, um, and she still looks great for 68 or 69, I think. 68. 68? Yeah, she's 68. Yeah, she's, you know, she's, she's taking care of herself. She's not, she didn't fall into the uh, damaging excess of the 80s. Yes. And, and a little bit of the early 90s. You know, she, hey, power to her, you know, for, uh, you know, watching out for herself. Because many people don't really uh, get out of that, you know? Yes. And, um, no, not only that too, but it's just, um, the thing too about all three of these, um, all, th- all, th- all three of these um, characters, are that you know they um, they're relatable. You know, you can, you can like look at them and just say like you know oh wow you know this is Elvira oh wow this is Vampira oh wow this is, you know uh, Morticia. 
um, and and that and you could just say like, oh, they all look the same, but they all have their own different thing, you know. And um, and just in case, if you're wondering too, um, uh, Morticia's name came from the Latin word mortus. Uh, what was the Latin? No, what was the Latin name for for a mort- uh, death or death? Mortis, mortis. I think it was mortus or something. Mortis, like yes, it was mortis. Yeah, that's where where that's where Morticia um, um, Adams' names came from, because originally they didn't have names, so he just had to think of it on the fly. So yeah, so. On, so there we go. That is our uh, little thing that we wanted to do for Halloween. Something to give you guys to think about, and make you guys appreciate of um, these three famous schools in um, television, cinema, and pop culture that stand at the test of time. Still uniquely wonderful and. Um, if you get a chance, what like see all the other rep- see all the other people who played Morticia throughout the years. If you get lucky, I don't know if there is on YouTube or not. Watch an episode of Vampire or watch the opening of Vampire. You know, like Vampire was the original scream queen of horror. Way before any of that. Yeah, I guess I kind of agree. Closest would be maybe Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is number well, two. Well, you know, she was a screen queen before uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. So. Yes, like Jamie Lee Curtis just took that mantle, just ran with it, and she still does to this day. And then like Elvira, just like you know, this the um this hostess with the mostess. That you just can't help but love for her, for everything she is. And you just gotta take it for what she is. And um, not only that, but we have, uh, we have an announcement. Uh, apparent, and Knight Rider, take it away. Well, now I should be called Knight Rider Asterisk, and for one reason. Um, later today I, I will tweet um, the winner but we do have the winner and uh, the winner for my contest to change my name uh, and this is the Halloween special so we did a little uh, I guess uh, for you wrestling fans and uh, Red Shoe Shoots fans we did it based on we picked based on the uh, New Japan Pro Blocks A Block, B Block and made a loser's bracket blah 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 Anyways, uh, we have a winner, mm-hmm. and I, but first I'll have to give the uh, runner-up name. Um, well, more, I'll give out this precise detail. I'll tweet out the precise details uh, momentarily you know, later today. Yes. But for now, second place runner-up, the name is Shadow Rider. Yeah. Um, the name is great. The name is wonderful. Um, it, it was really decisive between the first and second one, and. You know what? We're going to give the person who uh, came in second, we're going to give them a consolation prize. Um, Because it it was a great, solid name, but it 
barely, it barely, barely lost to the, the winner. Winner, and the winner is. And the winner is. Uh, we are cats. And if, in case you want to know how it's spelled, you know when you look for me, you know in 2020 on, on Twitter, um, under the banner, it is spelled capital W, small lowercase e, capital R. And um, is it low, lowercase uh, C? Uh, lowercase C A T Z, mm-hmm. as in Z. Yes. So we are cats is the winner. Yes. So congratulations. And, and like I said, uh, if you know, it's not it's not a stupid name. But I'm just saying, you know, the disclaimer, the official disclaimer. If if it is the winner and it sounds like a stupid name to me, I will make it mine. This is not a stupid name, however. But in the spirit of the rules, I will make it mine. You will own it. Yes. Okay. I'm not owning it now. That starts in what? 12.01 a.m. January 1st, 2020. <laughs> so I'm holding on to my old, old one while I still can. But for now, it's Night Rider asterisk. But I won't say asterisk. But there you have it. The uh, contest is over. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to the person who we will... will uh, the person formerly known as the Knight Rider right. will announce um, on Twitter as, as of uh, the recording we were recording on Sunday. Yeah, so I'm gonna later I'll um, well retweet the same picture but with different words. So yes, you know the winner as well as the uh, second place runner-up. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, you know a little spoiler alert. Um, I'm low on funds at the moment, but I will try to uh, deliver as quickly as possible. Alright then. Okay then. So I hope you guys have a great Halloween this week. It falls on a Thursday. Um, stay safe out there and if you're with the kitties, you know, make sure they're alright. Make sure they're okay. Make sure they get proper candy and stuff like that. And um, and if you guys are going to plan to go out and party on Thursday, be careful, be safe, don't <laughs> drink and drive. Very careful. Yeah, don't drink and drive. And also, um, if you are planning to drink, get... You know, get a designated driver. Get a designated driver. Well, well plan ahead. Make sure yeah. you have a designated driver. Make sure you know where you're well, You try to know where you're going. And if that doesn't... And make sure, more importantly, that designated driver is someone reliable. Mm-hmm. Because you might have... A, you might pick a homie, but then all of a sudden he starts doing some drinking too. And you know, that's not really reliable. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you know, Uber and Lyft. Mm-hmm. You know, or th- there will be your designated drivers for that night. You know, so just be careful and have a great night there. So until then, I am Captain Katz. <laughs> well, I'll just say it. I still have until January. Yep. And I'm the Night Rider. All right. And I hope you guys have a great time listening to this uh, nice little Halloween special. Uh, have a great time. Have a wonderful Halloween. Stay safe. Be careful. Drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. And if you're trick-or-treating with your kids. Give me some candy. <laughs> besides that. Have fun, stay safe, and make sure everything's all good. Until then, take care. Have a great time. See you guys next week. Bye-bye.